0: Hi guys, this is Fiona from IELTS Exam Training Courses and Members Academy. Today I'm looking at a reading and it's a word I've never heard of before. It's all about organoleptics. Ever heard of that? No, and neither had my friend Diana, whose daughter-in-law actually is one and she didn't realise there was a word for it. Well, there is apparently and it means people who sip, taste and sniff for a living. That is the subtitle. So don't worry about words that you don't know. IELTS will always give you the definition uh, when you need it. So this is about these people who sip, taste and sniff things like coffee and tea, wine, I guess, perfumes for a living. And it starts with uh, Paul Fisher and kind of describes what he's doing And the fact that it starts with a name and there's lots of other names throughout tell us that the questions will be match the name uh, to the information. So that's one of the questions. The other question is matching information and the last one is true, false, not given. With the matching information it says you may use any letter more than once And this tells you that you will probably use any letter more than once so it's not the same as matching headings with paragraphs that's where you only have one heading for one paragraph with information I think it's a bit tricky because there could be two pieces of information inside one paragraph so that's just something to look out for and the I'm going to read the five sentences. The first one says the two parts of the body which we use to taste food. Hmm, could you guess that? You probably could. So then you only have to go and look for that in the text. The second one is, sorry, paper. Okay. The second one is different kinds of drink that organoleptics taste. Again, Guessable, so you know what you're looking for when you go back to the text. Thirty, the basic tastes, which everyone can recognise. You know what they are, so you're going to the text to look for them. Thirty-one is the qualities of a certain beverage. beverage. So beverage is a drink and you're looking for one drink which has different qualities. And then finally, 32, the components combined to make a new product. So all you're looking for is a new product. Now, there are um, paragraphs labelled A to G. And unfortunately, apart from those clues in the questions, like looking for the tastes and the parts of the body and the drinks there's no clue in terms of chronology here because it's not a chronological text it's based on um, basically the stories of these different people and it just describes the job so there's no structure here to help us with matching However, let's take a quick skim through. So paragraph A talks about Paul Fisher and he is the president of a coffee importer and it describes what he does. He's ranking the coffee for flavour, grade, colour, moisture, acidity and um, what else does it say? So... That's it. That's basically the introduction to what organoleptics do. And it says they sip soft drinks, teas, wines and perfume. So question B, uh, paragraph B starts with a question, where do companies find these skilled workers? So you might think that you have to have a special skill for this and that they they identify these people. But no, it's not true. Um, They hire people simply because these people like their job, apparently. And it says, according to John Monsell, nearly all humans are born with the ability to detect sweet, sour, bitter and salty compounds. Um, Yeah, that's it. Okay, so paragraph C says... Most of what we call taste involves smelling from the back of the throat and up into the top of the nose. Um, The average person can detect 10,000 odours. And that's it, really. That's almost all you need. All the answers are there. So the first question, 28, was the two parts of the body which we use to taste food. That's in paragraph C, first line, where it says, uh, involves um, smelling from the back of the throat and up to the nose. That's it. 29 says the different kinds of drink that organoleptics taste. That is in A, where we introduced the subject, where it said that they taste tea and wine and perfume 30 says the basic tastes which everyone can recognize and here was in paragraph c it says the average person so that means everyone can detect at least 10,000 odors Um, actually no sorry in the same paragraph it also says um, basic tastes which everyone can recognize No, that is it, sorry. Yes, for example, if you hold your nose and eat an apple, they taste the same. Um, Most recognise our favourite dishes relying on taste. No, no, right, sorry, sorry, sorry. It goes back to paragraph B where it says humans are born with an ability to detect sweet, sour, bitter and salty compounds. Okay, so that just goes to show I was reading it quickly, skimming it, trying to find the information really quickly, even though I had already read it before and I had the answer in front of me, I was looking in the wrong paragraph. So in paragraph B, we were looking for those basic tastes and they are sweet, sour, bitter and salty compounds. So that is paragraph B. Question 31 says the qualities of a certain beverage. So it tells us we're just looking for one beverage, one drink and we're looking for certain qualities of that drink. Well that comes in A where it says that the man was judging those qualities. It says he will rank each sample for body, flavour, grade, colour degree of moisture and acidity. So those are the qualities of the coffee that he's testing. In 32, it goes right to the end, I'm afraid, and it asks for the components combined to make a new product. So this kind of makes sense structurally because paragraph D talks about tea, Peter Goggi. Um, Tea buying arm of Lipton. So that's tea and talks about Kenya and what he does. Then in E, it says Jack Wilde's job isn't quite so refreshing. Um, He tests products for eliminating bad odors. So, um, you know, deodorants and soaps and stuff like that. And then it comes to paragraph F where we've got James Bell who works for a company leading in the creation and manufacture of perfume. And in this paragraph he talks about developing a man's fragrance named after Michael Jordan, the famous basketballer. And it says that... To make a fragrance named after him, they had to identify four core themes. So these are the components that they combined to make a new product. And it's quite interesting. So the core themes were cool in honour of his boyhood, fairway for his love of golf, home run, a leather note, leather smell, to represent his interest in baseball and rare air celebrating his basketball achievements. The resulting fragrance has become a top-selling men's brand. So the resulting fragrance means it's a product and it had those four components or core themes. And then paragraph G um, just is Talking about Bell, so this is the final paragraph before we look at the other questions and it says um, that he believes natural ability is a prerequisite for maximising one's sensibilities. He says you must train your sense of smell like a concert pianist. So he's slightly different from the rest and that'll be important when we're matching names. So let's go to the true false not given and here I'm wondering how many you can answer already. 33 says oiliness is considered a good flavour in coffee. Well what would you think? Is it nice that coffee tastes oily? Hmm. So remember we started with coffee in the first paragraph where that Paul Fisher was telling us what he uh, decides on and it says there he gives high marks for the soft fruitiness of one coffee but rejects the oily smell and taste of another. So he rejects the oily smell, taste and taste of another. So, the question is, oiliness is considered a good flavour in coffee. What do you think? Is it a good flavour? Well, if it was a good flavour, he wouldn't reject it. And he clearly rejects it, so we have to say that that is false. Now, 34, watch out for the trick here. It says the average person can name thousands of smells. Now, you know where this is. We've got the thousands, and you go to paragraph C and it says, The average person can detect at least 10,000 odors. Detect. But this is asking you if the average person can name thousands of smells. Well, can you? Could you name thousands of smells in your language? In the text, it says, being able to identify those smells is another story. When they say it's another story, it means it's, it's different from the previous sentence. OK, we all recognise 10,000 smells, but can we name them? Can we identify them? And the answer, of course, is no, it's false. The average person cannot name them. So we've had two false. Let's have a look at 35. Participants in smell tests at Hilltop Research, so I'm quickly turning over, going to the capital letters, Hilltop Research, and that's towards the end, paragraph E, are required to avoid using certain products. What does it say about Hilltop Research tests products for eliminating bad odours? People who volunteer, so that's participants, to take part in a test are paid not to use soaps or perfumes for 10 days. So the question was that they are required to avoid using certain products. What do you think? Yes they are required not to use soaps or perfumes for 10 days. So 35 is true. Now then, 36 is interesting. Most perfumes are made from natural materials. Hmm. Right, how can we spot this one now what what do you think do you think most perfumes are natural I would probably guess no so now I'm desperately looking in paragraphs F and G only actually paragraph F is the only one which mentions perfume so don't go looking anywhere else and what does it say about perfume it actually talks about this Bell recognizes 5,000 cents. And then it talks about the men's fragrance for Michael Jordan. It does not mention anything about whether they most perfume. So remember, most, there's a number involved. You're looking for maybe 90% or a synonym, the majority of perfumes. And although we know some perfumes are made from natural materials, um, there's no mention of numbers here bell said he went to a special school in france i had to learn to identify 2800 synthetic and 140 natural materials so you can see the trick there synthetic is unnatural of course and there are more synthetic smells that he had to recognize but that does not say that most perfumes are made from natural materials so 36 is not given so we've got two false, one true, one not given so far. This is 37. Perfume designers must be able to write clear descriptions of fragrances. Well, in the same paragraph, so it says he had to identify those fragrances. Then it says he recognises 5,000 scents, must be able to devise special orders but does he have to write clear descriptions no no mention of that absolutely not given okay so the last one is matching the people now fortunately there are only three things to match but what I find difficult about these is that they tend to be opinions And you have to kind of read through again to quickly find them. So there are three opinions. 38 says both natural ability and training are important. So we're looking for somebody who thinks natural training and ability are both important. So, this has to be James Bell, the last one, where in paragraph G it says he's one of the few in his field who believe natural ability is a prerequisite. You start with a superior sense of smell and then you must train it. So, those are the both things, the natural ability and the training. So, that's uh, James Bell. Um, 39 is... Being able to describe a difference is not important. Um, this is quite clear to the reader if you could just see it. It says, according to Wild, descriptive ability is not important. So that's according to Wild. They kind of spell it out for you but you just need to find it, which is the tricky bit. But the other ones, you've saved a lot of time by not reading so much. So you can quickly circle those names and decide what each name represents. And then the final one, 40, it is important to keep your method exactly the same. And again, we've got the clue here um, Goji says the important thing is to evaluate tea in the same way from cup to cup. So again they're kind of spelling it out for you. The important thing is to evaluate tea in the same way from cup to cup. So, notice the use of speech marks. They can help in these situations. You need to circle the names and then find out exactly what they said. Because these three statements are opinions. They're about what is important. All three of them are what is important. So, that tells you that you're looking for an opinion rather than a fact and if you're looking for an opinion it will either be in speech marks or it will be a reporting verb called like according to wild okay um that's it um this comes from cambridge official and it's general training part three um, I can't put that on my website, I'm afraid, because of copyright. But today I made a nice video for you on YouTube, which is all about describing cycles. That's useful for academic IELTS uh, task one. Um, that's day 12 of the A to Z. So I have slowed down, have to say, but it's only because each video is taking longer because I'm not doing them live. I'm, I'm doing them really carefully so that they're really high quality videos rather than just going and doing a quick 10 minutes on uh, YouTube live. I think it's better that there are quality videos that um, we can refer to again and again. All right, thank you very much. And thank you for um, people leaving me messages on my podcast. That's always very welcome and very nice. I have been replying now that I've realised Um, that I can do that. (laughs) So do leave me a message if you've got any questions or requests and I will see you next week. Bye for now. Bye bye.